Hyperno Goethe, German-Irish Conversations. Join me, St. Pauli fan and former Dusseldorfer Kieran Murray, in conversation with my guests as we explore the connecting moments of German and Irish life. We delve into the many aspects of arts, language and life across cultures. What do musicians, dancers, artists and writers pick up from both cultures? And how are they inspired and enriched by the other? Hyperno Goethe. German-Irish Conversations is for all listeners who like to go and think beyond borders. This podcast is supported by the Goethe Institute Dublin. So Falcha and Willkommen. Uh, my guest today is Irish international soccer player Emily Kraft, part Sutton and part Gernsheim. But we'll come to that in a moment. Emily, yeah, great to have you with us. Thanks for, thanks yeah. for having me. I'm excited. Um, Emily, tell us, uh, uh, you've been injured a bit recently. So how's that coming along? Um, it's going very good, actually. Um, I've been out for, I'd say, seven to eight months now. I was able to join the team back on the pitch now, doing a bit of training session, a lot of running and individual stuff. But, you know, still good to be back with the team. So what what was the injury? Uh, it was a Kreuzbandriss. But the problem with that is it was my second one. So with the second one, you're always a bit more careful than you would be with the first. Okay, for, for uh, the non-German speakers, where's your Kreuzband? Uh, it's in my knee. Okay. Um, so in your knee, you have two Kreuzbander. You have the front one and the back one, and they just literally cross. Yeah. And my front one, that tore, yeah. So it's it's mm. the ACL, literally. Yeah. Okay, then to move away from football, uh, just for a moment. Um, so when I said part Sutton... Uh, Sutton in Dublin and part Gernsheim. Gernsheim somewhere near uh, Heidelberg, kind of. Is that about right? Yeah, we, yeah, you can tell us in a minute. But anyway, so how is it that you ended up growing up there? How did your parents meet? So my mum is uh, Irish and my dad is German. And my mum worked for Erlingus back then. And she got a job offer in Frankfurt. I think she was around 20 back then or a bit older and she took the job in Frankfurt and she had a friends group and the extended friend group was my dad so one evening they went into a disco you know how it was back then partying and that's how they met and have been living in Germany since. Do you think did they ever struggle with the idea of whether they would want to live in Ireland and raise children in Ireland or whether or whether Germany was the better place? Um, I think it, it came up as a discussion but I think it was pretty clear that they were going to stay in Germany as mom had her job there. Dad had the golf course and our courtyard. So it was pretty clear, but um, they're definitely planning on moving back to Ireland one day or the other. So, so tell me a bit about them. Um, did either of them play football? Um, my dad played football. He himself suffered from two ACL injuries himself. So we know, I know how to cope with that from him as well. Um, and my mom was a bit of a hockey player back then, you know, St. Vinton's school playing after school. But yeah, more and more my dad's side was a football player, yeah. So was the tradition, um, was the tradition of football quite strong then on your dad's side? Yeah, I'd say so. It also came from my granddad, so from my father's father, who also played football. Um, and he is totally into it like even I think it was his wedding rehearsal dinner he missed his wedding rehearsal dinner for a soccer match so it's very special for him and I just think that the fact that it's me who's the football player in the family and not my brother is a bit funny but my parents and my whole family are totally supportive so it's very easy to go with it. So was your team growing up Eintracht Frankfurt is your father a big Frankfurt fan? Totally. (laughs) 
My dad is a total Frankfurt fan. Like our our whole hometown back at home in Guernsheim, all of them Frankfurt fans. So as they heard FFC Frankfurt will become Eintracht Frankfurt, their eyes sparkled. Yeah. So FFFC, this was the Frauen, this was the women's team in Frankfurt. And then they merged yeah. with Eintracht. Is that, is that how it went? So there always was two Frankfurt clubs. There was always FFC Frankfurt and Eintracht Frankfurt. And um, yeah, we just kind of like combined each other and FFC Frankfurt is not there anymore. And now we're just one Frankfurt family and that's Eintracht Frankfurt. Okay. For people who don't know uh, um, German football very much, uh, was there a lot of success with Eintracht Frankfurt or with FFC? There was definitely success with FFC Frankfurt. We won the Champions League numerous of times. Uh, We got other winning successes with Meister and all that stuff. But I think it was a good timing to go to Eintracht Frankfurt. We definitely have a lot of potential of getting another few wins in with that team. How's the men's team doing in the Bundesliga at the moment? They're doing good. They're yeah. doing really good actually at mm-hmm. the moment. Um, I can't I can't say too much about them as I'm I'm not a football watcher myself. Okay. But what I've heard and yeah. because it's the same club. They're doing good. <laughs> and, and how's the women's team doing? We're not doing as well at the moment. Uh, we left a few points behind. But um, yeah, I think we're on a good way. And we got we have a match tomorrow. We're in the half finale. Um, and we lost last match against Duisburg. So I think we're fully focused for tomorrow and wanting to get the win and going to Cologne. And I think also that will help us along the end of the season then as well. What's it like at your age being a footballer? It's not exactly a full-time professional, or not yet anyway. So how does that fit in with the rest of your life? Well, because I've done it since a young age, um, I always learned, well, I always had to learn how to combine schoolwork with football and meeting family and friends. It was clear that from the beginning, friends or what you call free time wasn't as big of a priority or as a deal. So a normal routine day would be getting up, going to school, after school, directly to training. Um, and then late at the evening, I think like eight o'clock, having a, my dinner and then studying and going to sleep. And just that continuing every day up to now. At the moment, you're studying for your final school exams, your Abitur, kind of the equivalent of our leave insert. So how's that coming along? It's a bit nerve wracking. I'm starting to realize it more and more each day. Um, I had my last school day yesterday, so it's a bit exciting in a way. And I'm nervous as the Abitur is my first exam is, I think, in 20 days. So I have a lot of studying to do yeah. till then, yeah. definitely. But yeah, I'm, I think I'm well, on a good way. Yeah. Hopefully I'm not distracting you from your studies too much. No worries, <laughs> not at all. I'm yeah. happy I can have a little break. Yeah. So your last formal school day was yesterday. My last formal school day was yesterday. Oh, okay. My last day of- How did that feel? It felt good. I don't know. In Ireland, it's not just a big thing, but we have this thing called Mottowoche. So it's when it's your last week of school, you dress up um, as something every day. And because it was our last day yesterday, we had the team overdressed. You know, so the teachers, the whole course, we all came overdressed, like with suits, with dresses, high heels. And that made it a bit more special. So it was a, it was a really nice day. It was a day I will definitely remember. Okay, what's it? What's the final week called? Motovoka. 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 And yeah. and you dress up in a different thing every day. Every day. So the first day is gender swap. So the girls dress up as boys. The boys dress up as girls. That's probably then, more fun for the boys, is it? 
oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. Like they literally came in dresses. Yeah, yeah. Or what else? There was get up, getting up out of bed. So you literally come in your PJs. Okay. So yeah. it was very fun. Do you think is is motto Woche uh, something that you would recommend to uh, to Irish teenagers finishing school? One hundred percent. The thing is, also in Ireland, you wear uniforms. I mean, in Germany, we don't wear uniforms. So, okay. as yeah. I am right now, I could go to school. Yeah. If you're wearing a uniform, yeah. it makes it then I think even more special of doing something like that. Hey, you didn't have a, a, a school uniform day as part of your um, Motovoka. No, unfortunately not. It would have been good, actually. <laughs> so, when it comes to the Abbey, then when you're studying, do you find that obviously being a native English speaker helps you with English? Is that your top subject? Your eins? Is that where you're going to get your top marks? Unfortunately not. <laughs> And I'm, I'm at a stage now where I actually have to laugh a bit about it. I mean, I've had English since third grade. And from the beginning, I always had a bit of difficulties that the teachers accept me or and the other way around because like they teach us British English and American English. So me being Irish, um, always is a bit different for them to accept. So unfortunately, unfortunately, English is not my best subject. <laughs> Fortunately. Um. Is it a thing whereby when they're trying to teach that kind of perfect English, that BBC English or something like that, that uh, even though you're the native speaker and you would have much more of the nuance of the language right, do teachers find it a bit awkward when the teacher themselves is not sure what the correct thing is? Yeah, and there are two types of teachers that react differently. So there's then one teacher who shows me that he has absolutely no clue. So he kind of like tries and gets me into it so that I can kind of like scoop him out of the awkward situation. And then there are the other teachers that for them make the situation even more awkward and just try and get out there themselves. So it's always, you know, those two types. Um, I've experienced both types. I've sometimes I'm in class and... He he doesn't know a word or so, and then he just says my name and tries, you know, to include me in a way to help him. But then I had the total different and opposite of teachers giving me extremely bad grades because I'm using my slang or I'm not using the right words that they want me to hear. So I've I've experienced both. <laughs> yeah, I worked in Munich for a summer when I was at university. And when I came back, I had some building slides slang that I'd picked up on the building site. And when I got to university, they said, oh, no, we don't we don't want you to speak like that. <laughs> and I was saying, but that's how the Germans speak. And they said, oh, no, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Are there any references to Ireland on your school curriculum? Are there any Irish books or history? Does it ever come up? Yeah, it did come up once. It wasn't a lot. But, you know, you talk about Great Britain a lot. You talk about England a lot. So, of course, then when you're talking about England, Northern Ireland comes up. And then in a way, then also you kind of like go over to Ireland. Um, but Ireland is not as big of a team as America mm-hmm. and England. When it comes to explaining the North and the Troubles or when someone says something about James Joyce or Oscar Wilde or, I don't know, Yates or something, do they say, oh, Emily, tell us, tell us what the story is there with this? It's so bad, actually, because that's a, that's a normal situation for me. I, I had a Kommunikationsprüfung. That's, that's like your last exam for English before your Abitur. And I got a quote from Oscar Wilde. And I talked about the quote that I saw and kind of like tried to explain it. And then at the end, my teacher asked me, do you know Oscar Wilde? And I was there and I was like, do you want me to know him? Like, should I know him? (laughs) And I was in this awkward situation. I was like, Jay's, I don't know him. 
Um, and then at the end, he told me that he was Irish and homosexual, so it suited to the quote. Yeah. But I have absolutely no idea. And of course, then the teachers expect me to know. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. Moving away from from uh, just from school and exams for the moment, when you look at your other colleagues, uh, the other players, are many of them full time professionals, or do I do they also have to juggle uh, work life and sports life? Yeah, mostly all of my teammates study besides football. Most of them do sports management or sport wissenschaft, and so always something that is to do with sports. Do you know Fernstudium? Mm-hmm. So literally do it at home or wherever you want to which is easy when you're traveling a lot but yeah mostly all of them work besides football or are still studying and do the club support you with that or did they encourage that they definitely would every club there is also different so there are a few clubs that um appreciate it more or invest more into school work and so where i'm from from frankfurt we have a sports school so the sports is already combined in the school. So when I say, OK, I have to go because I have I have to go to Ireland with the seniors or have a match, they would let me go um, and they would send teachers sometimes with me. So especially in the women's football, school is highly recommended and important. When it comes to women playing football, is that still relatively new in Germany or do you think it's much more established than it is in Ireland? And do you feel a certain responsibility uh, as a young woman? Do you feel like you're a kind of a role model uh, for younger girls? Um, it definitely is more established here in Germany than it would be in Ireland, for sure. I think also that's a, that's a reason why a lot of people that are from Ireland move to Germany to play in the Bundesliga or go to England to play there. And in Germany, it's also we're now at a stage where some of our uh, matches actually even get televised, and um, which is also a huge step forward. Um, and I also think my generation, um, or a bit older, a bit younger, we're very lucky where we're at at the moment. Because we're we're moving forward, even if it's baby steps, we're moving forward. And I wouldn't say a big role model, but definitely I'm able to share my experience that I have had in the past with younger players or even with girls that don't even play football, just to stand up for each other and, you know, and step a foot out there. Does your younger brother play football? No, he plays handball. Okay. So he he's a German, you know, German yeah. sports. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, and your sister, does she play sport? That's actually very funny with my sister. I've I've a twin sister, and we're the total opposite. Like she's a head smaller, she's blonde hair, she's a dancer. So in every category, we're okay. totally opposite. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you say dancer, what what kind of dancer? She does freestyle and modern. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she she's really good. Like her club is. They're really good. Okay. Does she ever help you out? And do you ever try to do some of the dancing moves to work on your stretching and things? I tried, but she just laughs when I try and stretch with her because <laughs> most footballers aren't as stretchable as dancers yeah. would be. But I've been on a few tournaments with her and, you know, they do those big smiles showing teeth to be out there in the spotlight. So I sometimes make fun of that. But it's like she does the same when it comes to me and my pictures, my football pictures where my face is like at the back of my head. So (laughs) very funny. So she she has to put on a big smile as a dancer and you have to look uh, really fearsome as a footballer. You try. You try. Um, Mostly I then I'm the person that tends to have a big smile on her face and take everything as a joke and, you know, have fun out there. But uh, when there's a player where I have respect for or where I'm like, Jay, she's scary. 
I try and adapt that and I'll, I try and show her my face. <laughs> Were there women uh, in, in sports that you looked up to that you admire? Definitely, yes. There are a few. Um, I mean, especially going into the American side. Um, I mean, Alex Mooring, everyone knows her. Or Vivian Miedemad, you know, those are some footballers everyone knows. And that not only stand for their footballer skills, but also for their personalities. As I said, like I'm not as a big football watcher myself. But you still always hear something that's happening um, or Megan Rapino, you know, standing up for herself, doing her thing. Those are some personalities I look up to. Definitely. Yeah. When it comes to the, the German Irish thing again, is there much difference in what you've seen of obviously, you know, football in Germany very well. But what you've seen of football in Ireland at the international setup, is there much difference in, in how that is put together or what the philosophy is in Ireland than in Germany? Yeah, I'd say Ireland isn't as far yet as Germany would be. Germany puts a lot of work in the juniors, like Ireland does too. They're starting right now, but are definitely not as far as Germany would be. And I also think that what Ireland does good is Ireland tries and gets all the players out there. So they try and bring them to Germany to learn more there. They try to bring them to England and to other countries as they know that they are a bit further up. But Ireland's definitely doing a good job and they're definitely on a good way up there. So when it came to choosing between playing international football for Ireland uh, or Germany, because you had turned out at under 15 or something or under 14 for German teams, hadn't you? So you that could have been a direction that you went in. So was that a big choice for you? It was a big choice as I was still young and you always hear, OK, Germany is up there. Germany wins titles and all. But for me, it was very clear that when you play for a country or when you are allowed to represent a country, you definitely have to choose a country where you feel mostly home to and where you're honoured to play for. And Ireland is definitely home home for me. When people ask me where I'm from, Ireland is the first country that comes out of my mouth. So I never like being identified with as a German. It was hard as like I played for the under 15s, I played for the under 16s for Germany. So I also had a talk with my German coach back then. We talked about it. But what the English coach, my coach back then, who brought me to England was Colin Bell. And he just gave me that feeling, exactly the feeling that I was looking for. And back then, I, I wasn't sure or I didn't know that I would end up at the seniors. So he just showed me that... Ireland isn't as far as Germany and that Ireland is my home and that I want to be a part of a team that has everything like still ahead of them, you know, that I can be able to help Ireland go to the first big tournament again or qualify for stuff. So, yeah, that that was something that I was really excited for and still am. And I'm definitely really, really honoured to have played for Germany and got getting those um, experiences. But um, I'm happy, happy to where I am now with Ireland. Do you get to keep the jerseys? Uh, from Ireland? From the German jerseys when you played under 16? Um, no, in the under teams, you don't get to keep the jerseys, oh, unfortunately, okay. um, after a match. But you do get to keep it after a tournament. With the seniors, I do get to keep the jerseys. So after every match, you get your jersey, you know, oh. with the name and then the country you played against. Yeah. 
So that's something that's something exciting, yeah. And when uh, someone asks you what your nationality is and Irish is the first thing that comes out of your mouth, especially if they ask you in German, uh, is that is that kind of odd? Does it surprise people? What they always say is when I say, no, I'm from Ireland, they say, oh, yeah, the red hair, of course. How did I not know? You know, that's, that's the typical answer of them. And I was like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't know because, I mean, red hair, of course, it's Ireland, but people are actually mostly surprised in a positive way when I say I'm from Ireland, as they know that I'm fluent English. Um, and I mean, Ireland is a beautiful country. So they sometimes don't even get jealous. And is your red hair from your Irish side or is it from your father's German-Austrian side? I think it's from my dad's side, actually, very funny. My my granny, my dad's mum, had red hair. But I also have a cousin from my mum's side who has red hair. So I'm not, I'm not quite sure where I got it from. <laughs> <laughs> what about then uh, when you visit home? And I can say home, I suppose, because you've said it. But uh, when you visit Sutton, when you visit uh, uh, Ireland and Dublin and stuff, is it very different from uh, Gernsheim, where you've grown up? I would say that Ireland, well, Ireland in general is a very friendly country. So as soon as you're there, everyone's friendly, everyone's open, everyone's kind. Um, And where I'm from in Gernsheim, that would be the same. Not totally the same, but where I'm from a country, so I'm from a farm, um, so there aren't as many people, so you also know each other. But Ireland is a place, when when I'm over there, even if you don't know the person, you would still say, hi, how are you? Um, you would still try and have a conversation with them. So it's 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 very family-like in Ireland. And Gernsheim is a long way from the sea. So is it quite, is it novel to have the, the sea right before you there in Sutton? Oh, definitely. I love, I love when I'm over. The first thing I do is I go for a jog. And I do that along the coast. Um, so from Sutton to Haute. And then I do the Hill of Haute sometimes and you know you just it's 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 definitely something different it it's it's really home for me yeah yeah because you live in frankfurt now so uh do you miss the farm life i mean when you say farm was this the kind of thing where you had to get up at i don't know five o'clock in the morning and and milk cows or something is it that kind of farm jesus no i I wouldn't be able to (laughs) i wouldn't do that um but we do have a few animals like we have horses we did have pigs but wild pigs um, we had chickens. When you say wild pigs, Emily, what, what's what's a wild pig? A wild pig is the pigs you hunt for. Okay. <laughs> I mean, in the forest, as like my dad is a hunter, my granddad is a hunter. Yeah. It's just a family. So yeah. we had wild pigs for a time back then. Okay, it's probably not much of that in Sutton. Oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> in, in Sutton, it's fish, 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 um, seafood. And sometimes you see a dog, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> so you, you were telling me about your horses. You had horses too. Yeah, we had we had horses. Um, at the beginning, we were the ones looking after the horses. Um, I think we had like 24, so a lot. Um, and the number always went down a bit. So I think now we have like four. And now my granddad, my granddad has been looking after horses for a few years now. So I actually haven't really been back there. Okay. And is that your granddad on the Austrian side or is that the, the granddad on the Germans? Yeah, that's yeah. my granddad on the Austrian. Yeah. My whole other family are spread around the world. Yeah. When you get to visit Austria, you're you're a keen skier. Yes. When we visit, we normally go around Christmas or around February. 
So just after Ireland. And the first thing we do, you know, you, you look forward to your skiing holidays. I grew up, I was on my first skis, I don't know, with I'd say three or so. So um, skiing is definitely something that you look for when you're going to Austria, besides, of course, seeing the family. Yeah, okay, you have to say that. But <laughs> so, but how does skiing fit in with football? I can't imagine that the manager is that uh, keen to hear that your Kreuzbahn might be a bit of pressure in the Alps when you're <laughs> when you're skiing yeah. down a black slope or something. I I had back then. I sometimes had a few holidays where I didn't even tell him I was going skiing. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna get a bit of a nerve back here now, but. After I had my first ACL injury, I myself was careful because I knew that skiing is a sport where you can injure your ACL frequently. So I then for myself said, okay, I can't do it anymore. But um, like I still go with them on the holidays. I just sit at the side, have a cup of coffee and watch them come down. <laughs> yeah, that's the official word anyway. <laughs> 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 but you, you, you can play some other sports, can't you? Because the farm also has the golf course that goes with it. I don't play golf as often anymore as I don't live at home anymore. But um, now and then when I'm back home, especially now when, you know, the sun is shining, it's nice and warm. Um, I would go out and have a few rounds of golf. Or what we also do is we play tennis, you know, we play basketball. I've tried every sport. And yeah. um, I think it's important as well, you know, to see where you're at. Well, you definitely have to take it a bit more down and have a look at your body and see if it works you know yeah I'd say tennis could be hard on your knee too if you're twisting a bit maybe that's not I feel like your coach here recommending you to be careful <laughs> if you're playing tennis <laughs> but it's true you know you as soon as I try something I always have to keep in mind okay can I get injured or can't I but I learned that that's also a bad thing to do because I mean you could go outside do a jog and you could trip and twist your ankle so Everything you do, there is always the danger of getting injured. So I feel like having that in your head that you could get injured right now is something that will provoke it from you actually happening. So I just try and go for it, you know, don't think about it as much and just have fun. So when you get to Sutton, uh, do you ever get to do any sailing? Because I'm sure that's not going to be tough on your knee at all. I've actually never sailed before. I've been out on the water a few times. Um, My uncle is Coast Guard, so he's took me out for a few trips but uh, sailing, I haven't done, unfortunately. Like, it's on the bucket list, especially around, you know, Ireland's eye or so. Yeah, definitely up, up there. Have to do it. Do you think that uh, long term you'd ever like to come and live in Ireland? I've thought about that a few times. And I've stopped having a future plan for myself, um, as it has gone wrong so many times now with my injuries. So especially in football, you learn to enjoy every day and take every day, day by day. I know that I'll be here. Like I have my contract is not uh, uh, up till I think another year, so I will be here. And what happens after that, you know, I'll see when it is that far. I'll see where I'll go. So I have absolutely no idea. But the good thing is, when my parents move to Ireland, I'll definitely be there then. <laughs> and is is that very much in their plans? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like my dad, my dad is fully okay with that. He's he's excited himself. And my dad has learned to love Ireland the way that we do. Um, And I mean, my whole family is there. My only my my granddad is and my nanny are the only ones that live in Germany and with us. My aunt from my dad's side is in Hong Kong. So at the other end of the earth and then the other rest are all in Ireland. Yeah. Well, that, that's not great for our Opa and Oma who are going to get left behind when everybody leaves. 
<laughs> they they got the horses and i mean <laughs> we we can visit <laughs> yeah yeah sure I suppose to wrap up a little bit, and I know that that uh, football has a certain has uncertainties that go with it too. But where would you like to see yourself, kind of in the future? Where do you think you'd be ideally in five years' time? I would like to try out something new. I mean, I'm still young. I'm still able to try out stuff. I would I would love to try out maybe the English side of the football. I've learned how the German side is, so England would be would be a lovely destination to okay. go to. So I hope I hope Arsenal or Chelsea women's team are listening to this so they can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. OK, Emily, that was great. It was lovely to talk to you. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Yeah, I wish you the very best. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we'll watch your career. Watch you bring bring the Irish team to the World Cup. I think I think that's a that's a good that's plan to have. Plan. Yeah. <laughs> OK, vielen Dank. Dankeschön. <laughs> See you. <ya. laughs> bye bye.